father god in heaven as your vessel i've come once again asking that lord you would use me you would use me to speak your truth oh god in heaven and your truth to go unhindered piercing the heart of the hearer bringing about a transformation in their lives and the glory will return to you in the name of jesus blessed be your holy name oh god in heaven in jesus mighty and matchless name we have prayed let's open our bibles to the book of second samuel chapter 24 second samuel chapter 24 we are reading from verses 1 to 14 second samuel chapter 24 from verses 1 to verse 14 if you're there with me say amen praise the name of the lord hallelujah okay as is our custom let's read together one to go Again, the anger of the Lord was aroused against Israel, and he moved David against them to say, Go, number Israel and Judah. And so the king said to Joab, the commander of the army who was with him, Now go throughout all the tribes of Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, and count the people, that I may know the number of the people. And Joab said to the king, now may the Lord your God add to the people a hundred times more than they are. And may the eyes of my Lord the king see it. But why does my Lord the king desire this thing? Nevertheless, the king's word prevailed against Joab and against the captains of the army. Therefore, Joab and the captains of the army went out from the presence of the king to count the people of Israel. And they crossed over to Jordan and camped in Aroah. And on the right side of the town, which is in the midst of the ravine of Gad, and towards Jazer. Then they came to Gilead, to the land of Tatim, Hodshi. They came and around Sidon. And they came to the stronghold of Tyre and all the cities of the Hivites and the Canaanites. Then they went south of Judah as far as Beersheba. So when they had gone through all the land, they came to Jerusalem at the end of nine months and twenty days. Then Joab gave the sum of the number of the people to the king. And they were in Israel 800,000 valiant men who drew the sword. And the men of Judah were 500,000 men. And David's heart condemned him after he had numbered the people. So David said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly in what I have done. But now I pray, O Lord, take away the iniquity of your servant, for I have done very foolishly. Now when David arose in the morning, the word of the Lord came to the prophet God, David's seer, saying, Go and tell David, thus says the Lord, I offer you three things. Choose one of them for yourself, that I may do it to you. So God came to David and told to him, and said to him, Shall seven years of famine come to you in your land? Or shall you flee three months before your enemies while they pursue you? Or shall there be three days' plague in the land? Now consider and see what answer I should take back to him who sent me. And David said to God, I am in great distress. Please let us fall into the hand of the Lord, 
for his mercies are great. Do not let me fall into the hands of man. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, one of the things that is remarkable about the scripture is that the Bible begins to give us secrets to the lives of people who had some form of command or some form of unique experiences that made them stand out in their generation. Praise the name of the Lord. I've often shared it here that the Bible contains three things in summary. They contain the principles of God, they contain prophecies, and they also contain promises. But when it comes to principles, you begin to glean from the lives of people who dealt with God. And you, and you begin to explore or to experience the things that they did to enjoy certain things. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And if there's anybody in scripture who epitomized or who experienced the subject of mercy, it's no other person but the person of what? David. Praise the name of the Lord. And so the title of my sermon this morning is Unveiling the Wonders of Divine Mercy. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Unveiling the Wonders of Divine Mercy. Praise God. You know, last week, Dr. Austin did a fantastic job in trying to expose us to what the mercy of God is all about. Praise the name of the Lord. And I dare tell you from my little experience that I've seen and even observed the life of men who did exploits in generation, if there is anything that they were able to enjoy was the mercy of God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. It was what? The mercy of God. That is why Apostle Paul will say in the book of Romans 9 verse 16, Romans 9 verse 16, it says, therefore, it is not of him that run it. Neither is of him that will it, but what? It's of God that showeth what? Mercy. And so if there's anything that I will recommend to anyone to the day Jesus calls you home, if there's one prayer point that must never be missing in your conversation with your father, is that what? Lord, show me what? Mercy. Hallelujah. Lord, what? Show me what? Mercy. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, Jesus was, was speaking to Peter. And he asked him a very, very interesting question. When you read the Bible in the book of Matthew 16, Matthew 16 from verses 17 to 19, we all know that conversation. The Bible said that Jesus asked his disciples, who do you say that I am? Praise the name of the Lord. Who do you say that I am? And something remarkable happened. Why? Because the moment Peter gave that answer, Jesus gave a validation. And he said in the verse 17, Jesus replied and said, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. And it says, I will give you the keys of heaven. For whatever you bind on the earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on the earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, when you look at this conversation deeply, you begin to understand that what Jesus was trying to communicate here was the power of revelation. Praise the name of the Lord. Why? Because the basis upon which Peter was going to be established as the rock was not because he loved Jesus. was not because he did anything remarkable. 
but because the father revealed to him something that others did not know. And so therefore, God, Jesus said that because of this revelation, you have what? Acquired a key. Praise the name of the Lord. That by reason of this revelation, you have what? Acquired a key. And the truth is, the secret that make men in this side of the creation is revelation. Praise the name of the Lord. It is the truth that you know, the Bible says that what? Would what? Set you free. Praise God. It is the truth that you know that will what? Set you free. Why? Because when you understand that mercy is a key, then you would crave everything possible to ensure that you don't fall out of the mercy of God. You see, David understood, you know, last Sunday when Dr. Austin was teaching, and was saying that if you're going to understand the mercy of God, you must first of all understand his person. Praise God. And when you're looking at Psalm 103, talking about the personality of God, the Bible said that what God is what? Mercy. Praise God. That among the many things that God is, that what God is what? Mercy. Praise God. In other words, that if you want to deal with God, God is the double-breasted one. He's multifaceted. If you want love, you'll find love in God. If you want power, you will find power in God. And one of the natures of God is that what the Bible says that what God is what? Merciful. And so David understood that option and said, it is better for me to fall in the hands of God because I know no matter how angry God will get at me, I know one thing for sure is that what? He will show me mercy. Because if I fall in the hands of men, hi, Jesus Christ, that the way they will deal with me, you see, that's why, you know, someone said a song and said, you know, thank God man is not God. Because there are so many things, and that's why when you're angry that God has not killed your enemy, then you begin to understand that it is of the mercy of the Lord that they are not consumed. Praise the name of the Lord. Because many at times we are so quick to say, oh Lord, tarnish all my enemies. But the same mercy that you enjoy is the same mercy he's meting out to others. And that's why the safest place to be is in the mercy. I see, the difference between David and Saul was mercy. Praise God. Because, you know, when we have the conversation, what is mercy? What is mercy? You know, someone said something and he said, Dan Roberts, he said that grace is when God gives us what we don't deserve. Praise God. But mercy is when God does what? Doesn't, when God doesn't give me or give us what we do deserve. Praise the name of the Lord. And he says that what Rick Warren said, mercy is compassion that forbears punishment even when justice demands it. Praise the name of the Lord. A good example of mercy is when you get to a law court and someone, by the reason of the offense they have committed, has been sentenced to a punishment. But all of a sudden, the judge says, it's within my right to grant clemency. And so for that reason, I choose to let you go. Praise the name of the Lord. That is the same thing that you and I enjoy every single day. So when Lashon about 322 says that it is of God's mercy. See, if God was to withdraw his mercy for a second, 
for a second, none of us here will be standing. Because like I said, the difference between David and Saul was just the mercy of God. Why? Because, you see, Saul was trying to justify what he did. Praise God. They both committed an offense before God. Samuel was saying, wait till I come before what? And if you're going to kill all your enemies, the God said, leave nothing remaining. But he was trying to justify to explain his way. But David, the moment David was told he did wrong, as a matter of fact, the Bible says that what? His heart condemned him for what he did. And for that reason, he began to cry to God for mercy. You see, for those who will go far in life, is those who are quick to acknowledge that they are limited. Praise the name of the Lord. Because you see, in our Christian experience, we begin to put up our nose. I'm holier than you. Praise the name of the Lord. After all, I fast all day. After all, I pray 20 hours a week. But you understand that if at all we are anything, it is by the mercy of God. You know, as a matter of fact, you know, I was into a story told by a pastor. And he said that they went to Dadigio's prayer village. For many of us would have heard that, that prayer or that story. And they said that, you know, he was leading so many pastors in prayer. And he just went next to him just to hear the kind of things he prays. Because after all, I want to know. I want to know what, what kind of prayer does a man like this pray so that I begin to pray the same. Because the Bible says that what? Be ye imitated of them of who through patience obtain the promise. And so if I begin to understand the kind of prayer he prays, and I pray the same thing. The, the same God he prays to is not partial. So I should get the same result. Praise the name of the Lord. And so he said that he, he laid flat next to that geo. And all he was hearing that the geo cry out for over two hours. Oh, Lord, show me mercy. Oh, Lord, show me mercy. Oh, Lord, show me mercy. Why? Because many a times we have limited the mercy of God to only when you do wrong. But can I tell you that if you are even going to fulfill your destiny, it is by the mercy of God. If you are going to go far in life, it is by the mercy of God. If there's anything that I will boast about my life that I've enjoyed most of God is what mercy because when I should have received judgment, when I should have received judgment, you see, let me share a story. You know, there was this girl in our university. Everybody knew how to be promiscuous. Let me show you what mercy can do. Everybody knew how to be, how to be promiscuous. And I'm sure you have some people in your life or you know such people. But when it was time to get married, she got married to the best husband. Praise the name of the Lord. And now you say, but based on human patterns, because she was a loose girl, she was living a riotous life, in quote. Why should she get married? Whereas there are some beautiful ones who are even virgins, in quote, and are not married. That's what mercy can do. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you understand that is, if there's anything you must cry out for, is that, Lord, show me what? Mercy. But you realize that there are two dimensions of mercy, allow me to say, and I began to talk about it already. That there's a dimension of mercy that speaks about salvation. Praise God. When you read Ephesians 2 verse 4, Ephesians 2 verse 4, the Bible tells us that what? That God who is plenteous in mercy and by the reason of that, that you and I what? Are saved. Praise God. Or perhaps when you look at Titus 3 verse 5, Titus 3 verse 5, 
The Bible tells us here that what? It is not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. That's one aspect of mercy. Praise God. But an aspect of mercy that enables you to fulfill what? Your destiny. Mercy is all-encompassing. Praise the name of the Lord. Mercy is what? All-encompassing. So let's begin to explore why, do we, why should we cry out for mercy? Why? Praise God. I said here that in, in order to explore the depth and of order, for us to explore the depth and the significance of mercy, we must examine it through the lens of man's limitation. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, it was Apostle Selman that said that even the best of us as men is still what? A man. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, someone said that even the man of God was first of all a man before he became what? A servant of God. And so by the reason of that human nature, except God has mercy on us, there is nobody who can really stand and say that I am anything. Praise the name of the Lord. Because the Bible said that what that he that boasts, let he take it, lest what he falls. And so you realize that God, knowing fully well that we are limited, established mercy as a system of advantage that you and I would ensure that our fellowship with him remains untainted. Let me explain. Praise God. When you read the Bible, the Bible tells us in verse 12 that the accuser of the brethren comes before God every single day to accuse us or to justify why he should have his way with you and I. Praise the name of the Lord. But you see, if not for mercy, because mercy is like an eraser. You know, you do something wrong. For every time you come before the Father and you confess your wrong, that mercy wipes out everything and God begins to deal with you as if you did nothing. And it upsets the devil so much. Why? Because after all this person has done, after all, you said that what? That you cannot behold iniquity. And so by justification, this person should be punished. But mercy keeps speaking. Praise the name of the Lord. Mercy does what? Keeps speaking. And so in other words, you realize that it is through mercy that God can really deal with you and I. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because when you look at the Bible as, as, as it relates to man's limitations, Romans 3 verse 23 tells us, it says for everyone, including you, I'm saying you, if you're thinking me, yes, you, that have sinned and are falling short of God's glorious standard. Because the Bible says, Isaiah 64 verse 6, that our righteousness, that thing you used to boast about, is what? But what? Filthy rags before God. Praise God. I like what Solomon said in the book of Ecclesiastes 7 verse 20. The New Living Translation said that not a single person on earth is always good and never sins. Praise God. James 3 verse 2 will tell us that indeed we are all, that we all make many mistakes. Praise God. For if we control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in other ways. Praise God. 
And so when you understand the story of the rich, of the rich man, when he came to Jesus and said, good teacher, and Jesus was quick to reprimand him, saying, why do you call me good? Because your style of good is not God. Only God is truly good. And that's why it's important for anybody who is listening to me here, that if you think that you would make heaven because you are good, you are wrong. Praise the name of the Lord. Because that's one of the things that the devil has tried to use to deceive many. That you need not salvation. After all, if you pay your taxes, you give to the poor, you give to the widow, all those things is what will guarantee you eternity with Christ. It's a big lie. You will get your reward for doing those things here on the earth, but not in the afterlife. Because the basis for salvation is that you must believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and confess it with your mouth. When those two things are not in place, there's no salvation for you. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so you understand that man is what? Limited. There is so much. There is so much. If God does not help us, there is no way we are able to make it. And so when this morning, when Brother Ebenezer was leading the prayer, he was giving a story of a man called Blind Bartimaeus, Mark 10, verse 47, to see that, like I said, that it is true revelation. is the things that God has revealed to you that you can use as a key to access deep things in God. Hallelujah. And so in that story, talking about blind Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus simply heard that Jesus was in town. Praise God. Now, I want to believe that Bartimaeus was a religious man, just based on, on what I want to establish. Why? Because there, was, there must have been some revelation given to him for him to cry out to Jesus the way he did. Praise God. The Bible says that what? That when he heard that Jesus was in town, he said, Jesus, thou son of what? David. That was the key thing there. Thou son of what? David. Because you see, when you read the scriptures, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah 54, I believe, and Isaiah was saying that God was speaking to Israel and he says, I will give you the sure mercies of David. Praise the name of the Lord. The sure mercies of David. Aside from Abraham, if there is anybody else who enjoyed an eternal covenant with God, it was the person of David. Let's look at the scripture. The Bible says in the book of 2 Samuel chapter 7, 2 Samuel chapter 7 from verse 14, God was speaking to David and was giving him a covenant. And he says, I will be his father. Talking about Solomon now that, you know, as David was about to depart. He says, and he shall be my son. He says, if he commits iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the blows of the sons of men. He says, but my mercy shall not depart from him as I took it, what? From Saul, whom I removed from before you. And he says, and your house and your kingdom shall be established forever before you. And he says, your throne shall be established forever. Praise God. And so when he was crying, thou son of David, he had that revelation that if there's any saint of old 
whose covenant was still speaking till that day, it was the person of David. And so that by the reason of mercy, all I'm asking is, I don't know how I got myself in this place. But one thing I know is that you are a God who keeps his promises. And so for that reason, I will call on the God who made a promise to David. And so you understand that we're talking about the sure message of David. It's an eternal covenant because of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. And Jesus is our gateway to enjoy the mercies. Because like I said, I don't know of any king who did atrocity. I mean, the things that David did in this day and time with the cancel culture that we have, I'm sure he will leave social media. Praise the name of the Lord. Why? Because he was an adulterer. He was, he was a murderer. He was a liar. I mean, there was, there was nothing that you could say that would bring about cancel culture that David did not do. But David understood the mystery of mercy. That there is a wonder in mercy that God will keep showing you mercy. And people will be wondering, but it's you and I that commit this sin. Now, don't get me wrong. That mercy is in place is not a license to sin. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that even when we fail and we fall, because you see, whether this is where God is so, is so wise. Because we, I will preach here and say, you know, when you say you are sorry, the mercy of God will prevail. It's a lie. Because the Bible said that what? I tried the heart. So even when your heart don't mean it, God knows. So, but the pattern is that when you show genuine repentance, mercy is available to you. Praise the name of the Lord. And so when we begin to explore this subject, because if there's anything that I desire for everybody here, and for anybody who will listen to me, is that you will taste the mercy of God. You see, there are things that mercy will do for you that when you get it, and people are telling you congrats. You are saying, I know what I did. It's not me. It's not me. It's not me. For many of us, you know, that's why for me, I'm not quick to hide as a pastor. I know my flaws. But if there's anything you see here, it is the mercy of God. I have tasted it. Praise God. And it's my desire for everybody here that in this month of November 2023, you will taste God's mercy. Amen. You will taste God's mercy. Because you see, it is mercy that will wipe away your slate. Praise God. For where there should be judgment, where there should be judgment, that ordinarily you committed the crime. You did it. We all know. There is evidence to show that you did it. But when mercy steps in, Jesus becomes your shorty. Praise the name of the Lord. He's the one who stands in your stead. To say, let it not come upon him, let it come upon me. That is what mercy can do. Praise the name of the Lord. But you see, mercy is only available to those who identify with Christ. That's why the Bible will say, abide in me and I in you. For without me, you can do what? You can do nothing. Praise the name of the Lord. And so I'm making that invitation this morning. Perhaps you are here, you're watching me online or you're here. And you know, you know that your relationship with Jesus is not as it should be. Mercy is available. Today is the perfect day. Just like Jesus said to, to, to Zacchaeus, 
that today salvation has come into your household. Today is that perfect day. Because when mercy speaks for you, there is nothing the devil can do about it. When mercy is speaking for you, there is nothing the devil can do about it. Praise the name of the Lord. And so I will end with this. Charles Spurgeon said that God's mercy is so great that you may sooner drain the sea of its water or deprive the sun of its light or make space too narrow than diminish the great mercy of God. If we are told that there are 7 billion people existed here on the earth, praise God. If 7 billion people sinned, the mercy of God is still enough to accommodate 7.1 billion. You can never exhaust it. And so Christ is making that this morning. That should you want to make that decision to you to reconcile with him. I'm here to help you this morning. Let us bow our heads. Praise the name of the Lord. Because you see we are all here on an individual basis. That the reason why you have come to church, the reason why God has caused you to hear this message this morning is that mercy is knocking at the door. Mercy is saying, Lord, I don't want this person to go. I don't want this person to carry on living like this. But if you would only embrace the mercy of God, things will turn around for you. This is why I'm saying it. If you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life, or you want to reconcile your fellowship with him, why don't you say with me this hour, Lord Jesus, come into my life today. Cleanse me with your blood. Forgive me of my sins. I acknowledge that you died on the cross of Calvary for me. And on the third day you rose again. I ask that you will grant me the privilege to walk in the realities of a new creation as I confess you as my Lord and my personal Savior. Gracious Father in heaven, I just want to say thank you for this hour. Lord, I pray for everyone that is in need of your mercy. For everyone whose heart is crying out and is saying, just like blind Bartimaeus, saying, Lord, have mercy on me, thou son of me. That Lord, in this instant, let your mercy speak for them in the name of Jesus. For everyone who have received one form of judgment or the other, that Lord, I am asking in the name of Jesus, that Lord, your mercy will speak for them. When they have been found wanting, guilty, but Father, I pray that your mercy will speak. That Lord, your mercy would wipe away every verdict and grant them a chance to live for you and for you alone. Blessed be your name, holy God in heaven. For in Jesus' mighty and matchless name, we have prayed. Amen.